This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Long the Lethe podcast. We are your hosts, Jacob and Thomas from Beacon. We're going to be breaking down our fourth record song by song and going in depth on the recording process and context behind the tracks. In each episode, we'll be highlighting some of our favorite sounds and loops and making them available as a free download on BandLab. BandLab is a digital audio workstation and social platform. You can go ahead, download the app, and head over to our profile to access the official sound pack. So this is episode six of the Along the Lethe podcast, and uh, the song is Ostrich. And where to start with Ostrich? It is one of the oldest demos. Uh, so yeah, like one of the oldest demos of the album. You know, it has its original seeds in 2019, in between a lot of touring that we were doing at the time and us just getting started writing again. Yeah, it was just one that we always knew was very special and was going to have an important moment for the band's next chapter, but it took a very circuitous route to its final form. So it ended up being both the first song that really came to be part of this new block of music that was the new record, and then it was the last song that we were adding, finishing touches to before the the album was mixed. So, In a lot of ways... This song is a bit of a bridge between the last record and this record. Writing Gravity Pairs was probably the most acoustically made record that we had done. There was more guitar on there than ever. There was a lot of piano. There was drums. It was, you know, it was electronic, but there was a lot more production on the um, traditional, like, instrumentation side of things. And this song came out of the tail end of touring that record, writing that record, and then into these new set of songs, which... I've kind of circled back a little more into the electronic space. There's kind of shades of both energies from each record on this song. You know, we started writing it in Brooklyn in 2019, like Tom was saying. At that time, we were recording shakers and toy bells and all these, you know, in the space of the studio. And then the song gets worked through over the course of a few years. And, you know, we start adding things from the new space, adding Collins contributions to the record, just has a lot of a lot of life to it. It feels like a song that's been like lived in for a long time. It definitely holds a special place in the record, which is why we decided to start the second side of the the vinyl with it. Yeah, and um, you know we'll get into sort of more of the details and more of the production and uh, writing techniques behind this song uh, with the individual samples. So why don't we just jump right into that? I don't wanna talk about. So the first sample is the guitar, which was pretty much what the whole song is based around what the song title comes from. It's the critical element to the song as a whole. 
It's the ostrich tuning, this groany, you know, almost bowed sound of a guitar. It's kind of like dissonant, drony, reverby, spatial thing that isn't changing, isn't doing anything but just existing as this one ambient sound. The The technique behind this is something that you stumbled upon reading about uh, Lou Reed, right, Tom? Yeah, yeah, it was um, sort of doing some research on Velvet Underground production stuff, and I remember the prompt, the idea was like just trying to find out how some of the signature of their... If it's a Velvet Underground song, it's so recognizable. And it led me to this ostrich tuning characteristic of Lou Reed. It's something that he brought to the Velvet Underground, um, something that him and John Cale kind of started jamming around together. But it goes back to a song, I think, also called Ostrich from his uh, pre-Velvet Underground discography. And yeah, it's um, kind of an experimental tuning on a guitar string instrument where all the strings are tuned to the same note. Um, so we did that in the studio and it was immediate. From the first strum, it was like, oh, there it is. Um, I think it's all Tomorrow's Parties that uses um, ostrich tuning from the Velvet Underground's catalog. And that was like, okay, well, here it is. And then, you know, I just have a very specific memories from the day of doing, and especially this sample, I think, really is a good showcase of it, of us just letting the mics go, just recording the space. All We had a few guitars in the space and all of them were tuned to Ostrich and all of them were just kind of being strum and jammed and improvised on for like 20 and 25 minutes. And then, you know, we had this really long take and you were on the profit for a bit of it as well, which is used quite a bit throughout the track on the sort of like LFO jam. But, you know, I just can't stress enough that, like, so much of this track was setting up elements in a room and hitting record. Note-wise, it's doing so little. But, like, right. sonically, it's doing so much. And, like, yeah. Like so much harmonic information. Yeah, and like you're saying, we had this super long take of this thing just going, you know, five, ten minutes or whatever it was. And just such a great starting ground to build a song around. There's so many places you can go. You know, it's like a, it's a really a blank slate of a sound. You know, hopefully you can find some uh, interesting places to take it. So this sample is the Toy Bells in the track. This is one of my personal favorites on the record. We were recording this track in Brooklyn uh, in the early goings and... I had brought some toys from my son's percussion kit that I got him to the studio. And uh, we set up some mics in the studio and just were real time uh, recording these bells. Um, and it gives the song this really nice washy ambient rhythm. One thing about this track is that there's a bunch of different spaces that are in the recording. You know, both in a practical sense where we were recording in different studios, but also in a creative sense where we were, you know, we were recording things like these bells, which are really spacey and really roomy. We recorded the pianos a particular way. So there's some really kind of upfront VST things that feel like really close to the ear. And then you have Colin's horns, which are incredibly roomy. And like, I think this song does a good job of blending a lot of disparate spaces into one patchwork of sound.
Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So the next two samples uh, are both profit samples, uh, both modulated LFO experimental patches that we developed for this song. So they're going through the second half of the song alongside of Colin's work. They are a huge like source of noise and movement in the track. We had laid these down prior to sending the track to Colin, so he had some frame of reference to work off of these. So in a lot of ways, I feel like these instruments are in conversation with Colin's horns. A big source of their movement is the Prophet has multiple LFO sends, and they're sending out to a bunch of different parameters, from the cutoff to the release to the... Uh, parts of the envelope, creating these rhythmic washes that are just in and out of the song for the last half. So this next sample is the guitar vocal loop, which we dug, <laughs> which we dug out of... Uh, the you know you probably would not be able to recognize where it is in the track but towards the end you know we're playing as Collins um saxophones are all arpeggiating and looping around themselves there's a lot going on sort of hidden in the background that adds from the original sort of ostrich take let's call it and during that take i guess at some point i was on the guitar and if a guitar is tuned to ostrich it's not bar chords. If you do bar a full fret, you're playing another note. So I think at this moment, I'm basically doing that, moving between different notes on the ostrich tuning, just sort of ad-libbing some vocal melody. And yeah, it's incredibly hidden inside the track, but as we were going through and finding some sounds to uh to give you to play with you know we were like this is this might be like a real spark for somebody creatively i think by the end of that this song we were i think we did a couple sessions where we just opened up the project and experimenting all over the place yeah we were i think we were plucking on the inside of the piano and right um it was all just about experimental sound design on top of this rich bed that now existed with, with colin's horns so yeah there there's all kind of things buried in there um, underneath underneath the horns. On that note, um, I think we should talk about Colin and how Colin came to be working on this track. 
towards the tail end of the record, getting ready to prep this song for mixing and wanting to add some something at the end, some sort of larger instrumentation at the end and messing around with some sample bass horns, some uh, some strings, and then the idea of Colin came up. Yeah, I mean, I just have been a fan of Colin's work for so long, and it just seemed like we had created this bed for something, and the more that you kind of like listen to Colin's work over the years, it felt perfectly suited for a kind of whirling, intense, arpeggiated, but organic accompaniment, right, to the existing track, because we talked a lot so far about how one by one, all of the elements were becoming more and more organic. Other than the prophet, which is used in its most atmospheric and abstract way across the whole record. Like this is its most, this is the prophet most abstracted. This is a guitar most abstracted. And and anybody who's listened to our music over the years knows that like arpeggiators are sort of the hallmark of our sound. Like we, we create songs by way of arpeggiation so much of the time. Like if you think about escapements and bring you back. And the way that Colin uses that kind of rhythm, that kind of melodic structure and rhythm in his own music organically through horns and through this kind of suite of different horns, there's such a physicality to the way that he uses them as well. And such a creative use of like the parts of his throat that sort of that guttural sound comes from from the contact mic that he uses. Um, it just felt like the perfect sort of companion to what we've done over the course of Beacon, right? It's like sort of leading us to a moment of being able to incorporate arpeggiations in the most organic and creative way possible. And that's something that Colin does. That's something that Colin owns in his music. When he sent these stems, we weren't sure what to expect. But then, you know, we got the stem pack and it was 12 channels, maybe 15 yeah. channels. Um, but yeah, even just even just laying those raw over top of everything just brought the end of the song to such a different space and, and life. It was extremely cathartic to get those stems. Um, and we got them, I think, the day, <laughs> the day before Christmas. 2021 and we really were there was no guarantees that that it was going to happen because Colin's schedule was so hectic but it was like okay sending him over and it was just like laying him in the track it was really intense and it was just like we knew and that was it it was the last element to arrive for the album um we went full full on into mixing the final tracks in January and then the record was done like two or three weeks into January um so yeah that's Ostrich. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, that was Ostrich. And next up, we will be speaking about Nova, the uh, seventh song on the record. Stay tuned.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.